You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. I'm at the Game Developers Conference, and with me today is another pseudo-indie game developer. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, m- uh, my name is Josh Diaz, and I'm a, a graduate student at MIT, and I work in the Singapore MIT Gambit Game Lab, which is a, a an experimental gameplay lab that tries to use indie production methods and some of those ideas to, to get it making interesting games that couldn't exist in the commercial market yet. So you mentioned doing experimental games. Um, what's the latest game you've released, and... Well, uh, um, my my partner and I spent uh, part of January working on a, a Facebook game, actually. Um, we wanted to take advantage of the fact that, like, Facebook is a very open API. All you need is, is a web, you know, something on the web, and it'll you can feed it through there. We liked the idea that we could get a game that was didn't require being a gamer, having uh, intense devotion to stats and manipulation and numbers to get into. And um, we decided it would be a good uh, good test for like how you could do a, a, a low requirements web game, basically. And um, so, what kind of game did you make then for Facebook? Um, what exactly? Well, we we ended up um, the game we we settled on. It's uh, called Eat Wars, and it was a, a simple resource management game. You you play a colony of ants, and uh, you have a couple of turns to prepare for winter. Um, and in in the alpha version, you just have ten turns. And you have to manage food, the number of ants you have, and the size of your tunnels. Um, and the the one really complicated mechanic we decided to do was um, we've been talking a lot about a, a game theory coming from an academic background. It's one of the things that comes up. And we were always going, God, game theory, it's really interesting, and it's a terrible place to design a game for. Maybe, maybe there's a way we can do it in a really simple way. So we took a look at something called the tragedy of the commons, where you have a common pool of resources. And if everyone takes from it, no one gets as much as if only one person takes from it how you manage this. And so we said, okay, there's a pile of food outside, and you have to you have to negotiate between your friends whether you're all going to jump in at once or you're going to do a cons- like a concerted safe effort of taking turns in order to get enough food to survive for winter. So that that's that's the basic gist of it and we we learned a lot setting it loose on the web and kind of iterating from from paper prototypes all the way up to we're working on our, our beta release now. Can you talk about the design process then? Um, you talked about paper prototyping and some of these other things. It'd be really nice to just hear how you went about developing this thing. Sure, sure. The um, So one of the, the things that our, our lab is kind of focusing on is not is uh, uh, iteration, the, the idea, and it's, it's not unique to them, but fail early, fail often. Um, that it's you know it's hard to know what's going to be fun and what's going to work until you actually expose it to people who haven't been wrestling with the problem all day. So we started with pa- paper prototyping pretty early on. Um, I got to you know cutting up tokens and sitting people down and wrestling with whether we wanted public information or private information, whether you should know what your friends are up to or have to communicate outside the game with them, figuring out the values. Then we also did um, some early prototyping just with you know, basic HTML forms before we'd loaded it into Facebook. 
Um, my partner, who was doing most of the programming, then started, we took a couple pieces and threw them in and s saw how it worked. Um, and we, we, that way we were kind of able to build up to something that had a lot of features when we were ready to go without having to worry about how they were going to go piece by, you know, whether, oh, this one component that we sits under everything doesn't work nearly as well as we thought. Sure. Um, you know, when you were testing this thing, were you able to, um, like, did you play test it on other people too? And were there any issues or surprises that came up? Definitely. We were grabbing uh, classmates, people in the lab, people walking through. Um, and even then, I think, I don't think we took it far enough um, because one of the, when we grabbed everyone for the paper prototyping, we got to sit down and explain the rules to them. And one thing that we, we realized was how much, we realized as soon as we released was how much of the information about what the game felt like. We were communicating with these people verbally and that didn't quite get across in the first, in the first alpha version. And that was one thing that the paper prototyping really helped with. But you also have to be aware of the, the limitations, particularly when it comes to UI and when it comes to um, time and investment that people are really engaged when they're sitting with a group of people in, around a table. Um, and that was something that the paper prototypes helped us get to the point where we could see that. But we, we neglected to realize that there was something was going to be lost when we translated it onto the web. But we, fa we failed early enough that we're still going to get our second version out. And I think that's really helpful. Sure. You mentioned that you're in beta now. Um, do you have then like a a game on Facebook that people can play and check out? Definitely. If you if you do a search for Eat Wars, you'll be able to log in and sign up. And uh, I'm, I'm Josh Diaz. Kevin Driscoll is my partner, the programmer. Let us know what works, what doesn't. Hopefully, within about a week or so after GDC ends, we'll have a, 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 our second version starting to roll out. Um, have you learned anything from it, like um, when you release it on Facebook, like some of the viral issues or all these other things that people talk about? There's, there's a lot of, of complicated things about Facebook. I mean, dealing with how how differently committed uh, people are to Facebook. I mean, there are people who check their websites every day. They're very, you know, very uh, uh, devoted, obsessive about it. And there are other people who feel like, like it's something they check when they get an email or once a week or they just have an account and they don't care. Another thing was that um, we realized people really preferred playing games within their, their already existing networks, that it's, it didn't seem to be as effective games that tried to get you to expand your network. People didn't seem to be as interested in that through the game, through, through joining a cause or to meeting people from your school, perhaps. But for the purposes of play, they'd rather play with their friends. So you have to design a game that has multiple, multiple play styles or multiple play speeds because not if, you know, you're not only going to be friends with hardcore gamers. So that was something we learned. Can you talk about the multiple play styles? Have you incorporated that into the game? Um, well, we're working on, on, on our second edition. Hopefully, we'll have uh, um, room for players who are more... Like we, ha we have room now for players who are more aggressive or more cooperative. Uh, competition and cooperation are two of the, the dynamics we want to play with. But we're looking at incorporating ways for players who are more social to get points for kind of convincing their friends that this way, that cooperation is better versus um, uh, someone who plays, you know, very rarely. We want to we don't want to penalize people who don't play all that often, but simply provide positive rewards for for playing more often, a bit of a, a 
bit of a different subtlety, but we think that would be a little more inviting, for instance. So accommodating people's kind of natural hab habits around Facebook rather than trying to convince them that this is the right way to do it. Is there, um, have you heard of 21st century game design and like the different player models that people have? Or I mean, there's like this interesting set of like play patterns that people can use um, to explain the different types of gamers out there. And I was wondering if that's something that you guys used when you were developing your app. The theory of 21st century game design is new to me. I mean, the, the player type model that I'm, I'm used to discussing is particularly with online multiplayer, you know, Bartle's four types. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously it's not a perfect model, and uh, um, people have, have done updates on that. I mean, play, player types is a big thing we talk about. People, you know, we have people who are really deeply interested in stories, pure mechanics, people who are concerned about the game's industry as a, as a, a, healthy, play, a healthy and diverse body of works versus people who think, like, this is not a game, and it doesn't hit the criteria, and it shouldn't be talked about. Um, so it's it's something I'll have to look into. Do you have any other ideas then for other games that you might do on Facebook? Um, like you know maybe make social toys or, or are you going to focus on games purely? Or? Um, well, as as the, the the mandate of the lab kind of follows, there have to be gamey elements to it. We've we've um, been looking at, at moving into other platforms. Um, open social might allow us to link up uh, different kinds of information and make games out of that. We've recently uh, seen a couple of really amazing Flickr games where um, uh, there's some school projects that I, I can't quite talk about yet, but that are that are doing other things in that space. Um, and there's other exciting ideas on the horizon. I mean, the, the opportunities for for just different kinds of games and something like MetaPlace is really, really exciting to, to someone from a, a, who doesn't have the, the money to jump into full MMO development, for instance. Um, have you learned any surprises with synchronous versus asynchronous gaming on Facebook? Um, well, I mean, I think that, that letting people play as quickly as they want and giving is, is really awesome. And that's something we want. And so you have to have excellent feedback. But in a multiplayer game, with the way turns work, you have to make a good balance between letting someone advance and then, you know, letting someone grief all their friends at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and there are games that have done uh, uh, not on uh, there are games on Facebook that have done well with that. And there's games like Skyritz with that allows queuing. It comes out of Carnegie Mellon that um, you know you can queue your action several hours in advance. And that's that's a really awesome feature. You can kind of plan ahead. Like I'm going to be a, in class, but I'm still productive. So things like that, that you can, when you check in, you can kind of set things up and let it coast for a while. Those are really awesome. But it encourages a different style of co competition, and you know, you you can't you can't like spend forever waiting for a friend to join the game. That's that's tough, and that's something that you kind of need to wrestle with from the initial design all the way through to you know including little features. And then finally, what's aside from your own game, what's your favorite game on Facebook? Oh, gosh. Um, I play Scrabulous more than anything, but that's because my, my girlfriend yells at me if I, if I haven't moved in a couple turns. If we could find a way to automate that mechanic, it might make things easier. 
um, Parking Wars was actually, you know, Advergame, I was a little nervous, and uh, it seemed really light. They did an amazing job of making your availability and unavailability a mechanic to be taken advantage of, and I thought that was really brilliant. And they, you start off with a couple of your friends in your circle and some strangers, which seems like a nice way of maybe nudging people into broadening their networks a bit, but not forcing you to do it. I was surprisingly really active in that for a while. Then someone made like $3 million, and I couldn't keep up. But Sounds good. Thank you very much.